Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this one's going to be on um, mobile devices in radiology. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, this is a talk I gave about two weeks ago at the University of British Columbia, a head-to-toe meeting, and they asked me to give this talk, and I thought I would share it with you. Uh, it's interesting, if you look up the question, what is a mobile device, that's an interesting question. Uh, it really has several definitions. When you look at the Wikipedia, it basically says that a mobile device is a small computing device, typically small enough to be handheld and commonly known as a handheld computer. Having a display screen with a touch input or a miniature keyboard weighing less than two pounds. Some of the other definitions a mobile device is basically any handheld computer designed to be extremely portable, often fitting in your hand or in your pocket. Some devices are more powerful than others, and they allow you to do many of the same things you can do with a desktop or laptop computer. These include tablet computers, e-readers, and smartphones, which basically means everything each of us has in our pockets or in our briefcases or our backpacks. Now. Uh, this definition basically says that tablets like an iPad and smartphones are included. It's somewhat funny, in many ways when I think of a mobile device, I don't think about my phone. My phone is my phone. Mobile devices to me are what began with the iPad, where it wasn't a computer and it wasn't a phone. And this is Steve Jobs introducing the iPad. And you could see he puts that iPad in between those two different things, between a laptop and a phone. And that's how I consider things. It's very interesting that uh, the iPad seems to have been around for the last thousand years, while in truth it's only been around for a little bit more than five years. It was one of those devices with sort of a big bang disruption, right? That means when something comes out, uh, you can see the gray lines, a typical device, it takes a while to get to a majority, a lot of laggards, and things take a long time. With a big bang, with which is what happened with things like the iPad, there's a very, very fast upslope and even the laggards come together very, very quickly. And it's interesting with technology, if you look at charts for TVs or telephones, it took 50, 60 years to get to the majority of Americans. With these new devices, the speed of availability, the speed of implementation is indeed very fast. And this whole idea about the Internet of Things, wearables, smart TVs, the adoption rate is just very, very fast. So change is more rapid than it's ever been. Now, when you look at devices, it's somewhat interesting. I mentioned uh, the iPad, and I know I'm sort of biased to Apple. It's interesting when you look at the numbers, the fact is when you look at smartphones, the uh, iOS, which is Apple, only has a little over 22%. And Androids has about 60%. And you can see this is sort of the shipping worldwide that the fact is, although we all pay lots of attention to Apple, the Android devices are really 80% of the world's market. And if you look at and go away from smartphones and go to tablets, you can see what's happened over the past four or five years. In the beginning, basically, tablets were 98% Apple. They had the market. And as you move down, as we've gone from 2010 to 2014 and 2015, you can see how their share has dropped. It's down to under 25%. These days, most people feel it's going to stabilize over time, but it's going to stabilize in that 25% rate. 
When you look at shipments of devices, there are so many different companies. You can see from this chart where the different vendors are, but you can see that it ranges from Apple to Samsung to Amazon to Barnes & Nobles to HP and on and on. Now, when we talk about hardware, I always do like to make the point that the hardware is great, but at the end of the day, what really separates the hardware is the software. And when you read a lot about Apple, you really recognize that the thing that they've done best is develop good software. And people always talk about the Apple ecosystem, that it's a combination of really good hardware, even though they're not the cheapest hardware, they're usually the most expensive, but people are willing to pay the differential because of the software. So when we talk about these mobile devices, how can we use them in radiology? And you could think about a number of things in your mind, but I like to put things into categories, and perhaps four categories work best. One might be education. It surely is the epicenter for education, or potentially will become for radiologists. And that's not just radiologists, it's also residents and fellows and the postgraduate era, whether you're in private practice or academics. It can be used for teleradiology for remote reading or consultation. The referring clinician can use it for rounds or reviewing information with patients. And it can be a very important patient education device. Now I'll speak about all of these, but let me first talk about teleradiology. One of the first things you recognize when you had a mobile device is perhaps we can use it to look at images everywhere and anywhere. And this was less than two years from the introduction of the iPad where it's at the front of RSNA News and this is something we helped develop and you could see there are many different companies developing mobile devices and FDA approval has become the standard for requirement to use it as a diagnostic device and there are many different companies from the larger companies like Siemens and GE to smaller companies to Osirix that have applications our experience has been with Siemens uh, a web viewer and it's something that you can download for free from the web and here it is if you go on the Apple Store and what's nice is you can link up and look at about 100 cases and see how good mobile devices work for looking at a range of cases and again to be fair there are other apps like this one from Resolution MD which is Calgary Scientific which also I believe can be used with uh, some uh, test cases. So there are a lot of things online. And what these devices are doing really is really taking the place of powerful workstations and really using server-side rendering and processing, which allows manipulation of images to be done. What's nice is it's very fast and the images that are being viewed on the device are the only ones that are stored at that device at any point in time. So one of the things that people always worry about mobile devices is losing or having it stolen, but because there is minimal information at any given time on the device, um, the uh, application is really very secure. It's more secure than your laptop and it's probably more secure than the workstation sitting in your conference room that nobody is watching 24-7. There have been a number of articles looking at mobile computing. This article by Offerman made the point that current hardware and software capabilities support increased use of mobile technologies for diagnostic imaging interpretation. While the exact role remains unclear, there are potential applications. Now, they did also comment, and I wouldn't disagree, that it's unlikely that these devices will replace a standard platform, 
but for mobile computing, whether you're on call, whether you're at a restaurant, whether you need to simply consult and you're not in your office or near the workstation, this is going to allow for rapid evaluation of urgent imaging studies with minimal delay. So we talk about radiology and our ability to serve our patients with mobile devices is much easier because we're everywhere, anywhere. We don't need to be sitting down in the reading room and then uh, when you're left the reading room, you're lost. Now with a mobile device, whether it's an iPad or it's an iPhone or other device, again, the ability to look at things everywhere and anywhere becomes uh, possible. What's important to also is simply looking at an image is not that good if the images aren't of great quality. Well, the iPad has incredible resolution and you can do the rendering. So here's an example of a large left renal cell carcinoma. You can see the neovascularity of the tumor, the large mass. You can see the involvement of the left renal vein. You can see we've not only given you axials and coronals and sagittals, but we've given you volume rendering and MIP3D imaging. And you can see the neovascularity present in the left lobe of the liver. And you can see that the venous structures are indeed patent. So look at the quality of those images. Or in this case, here's a cardiac CTA and there's some 3D images showing you the right coronary arising off the aorta of the right cusp. And then you see us tracking the patient's right coronary artery. The ability to freeze motion is something we can do. Very nicely displaying the information. Or in this case, same patient showing you the patient's coronal and sagittal views, showing you the orientation of the valve leaflets. Or in this case, where you're doing 3D imaging of a runoff, and the study was done with dual imaging, and so you can, with dual energy, separate bone from calcium, you remove the bone, and now you have the vascular structures, which are very easy to see. So just looking, you say, my God, those images look just like my workstation, or maybe better. But of course, maybe I'm just giving you a few good images, maybe that's not reality. Well, the reality is there have been a number of articles that looked at this. This article was an overview to try to determine whether tablet computers would indeed work in the clinical setting. Uh, the article, at the end of the day, only looked at the iPad. There weren't enough articles that were published on non-iPad apps. And they found 10 of the 11 studies published were on the iPad. And they found that these studies had high sensitivity, specificity, and accuracy for radiologic diagnoses. There was no significant difference in accuracy between a tablet computer and a digital imaging and communication in medicine uh, calibrated control display. So there was a near complete consensus from authors on the non-inferiority of diagnostic accuracy of images displayed on a tablet. The bottom line, getting around that fancy English, tablets in due work. And so their conclusion was the iPad may be appropriate for on-call radiologists for image interpretation. Now I will say that at this point I don't see the day when we're going to be reading 50 cases a day off a tablet, but I do see that being routine in conferences when you're away, when you're not in your office. It's a very good way of extending the power of radiology because you're able to answer questions from anywhere and everywhere. Now, if you want to be specific, there actually are a number of different apps that have been successfully evaluated on an iPad, from GI bleeding to PE to coronary artery disease to intracranial hemorrhage, spinal trauma, and stroke. 
Here's an article by McLaughlin talking about uh, uh, image quality and diagnostic performance. And what you will see in this case was that the conclusion, there was a satisfactory identification of all acute findings on emergency brain CTs. The tablet display potentially represents a device which may make remote interpretation more feasible. Okay. Second study, what about pulmonary emboli? This was a study from Hopkins. And the conclusion, CT interpretation and iPad enabled accurate identification of pulmonary embolism equivalent to display on a PAC system. So again, we could do either. Conclusion, iPad could be used by the on-call interventional radiologist for immediate decision on percutaneous embolization in patients with suspected GI bleed. Uh, this was another case. And in this case, uh, CT was able to detect the presence of bleeding. Okay, or in this case where bleeding was looked at on head CT, and then the conclusion was very much the same, that emergency setting a mobile device with appropriate web-based archiving and PACS is effective in the decision of intracranial hemorrhoids present on head CT. So you can see we are accurate. Now, one could argue and say those are sort of big bleeds or big processes in the brain, but coronary arteries, which are one of the most challenging areas, Stefan Zimmerman and the team wrote this article, which is hopefully impressed by the time you listen to this report, talking about the 100% agreement between the axials on a workstation and the imaging on a mobile device. Coronary CTA with a tablet computer is feasible and allows accurate remote reading of cardiac exams. We routinely do read them from mobile devices as we're not in the hospital when studies are done. When you want to prove availability, the mobile device really is spectacular. Or in this case, uh, same article, reading of coronary CTA was equivalent to um, reading on a workstation. Very, very important. Now, sometimes people ask me, what do you think about using a phone? I use the 6 Plus, and the reason I like that better than the 6, it gives me more real estate. The 6 Plus has high pixels, and there have been several articles, one on appendicitis, where it was shown that the, uh, the iPhone worked perfectly. I look at iPhone a lot for cardiac. It works great there. And the iPhone and the iPad both seem to work equally well. Okay, so that's a very big part of where the uh, mobile devices are going, this idea of teleradiology, remote reading, and consultation. The second thing is education. Education has never been bigger. We're very committed to education. We have eight apps on the App Store that go on the iPad and four on the iPhone. We develop excellent apps like this one, talking about basics and beyond, where now you can get CME credit by listening to lectures through Johns Hopkins. And we have many lectures online, over 800, which can be viewed and archived, uh, again, on a mobile device, whether it's a phone or whether it's an iPad. Beyond the continuing medical education, really the center of the world always focuses on residents. Well, this article by Gorbach made the point they wanted to assess whether the iPad would have an impact on study habits and on the education process. Uh, they did find it to be successful. This article by Berkowitz also talks about that the majority of residents at the author's institution have incorporated the iPad as an educational tool and use it as a learning aid. 
That becomes very important. This article by Sharp, radiology resident iPad toolbox, is cost-effective, portable. It's an educational instrument that has increased studying efficiency. It improves access to study materials like books and cases and increased interactivity in educational conference and lectures geared uh, through the new ABR format. So again, very, very important application-wise. Now, we can speak about this some more from the educational perspective. And as I said, we develop a lot of applications and often they work very nicely for the resident and you can see a lot more online. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is this patient education device. Patients now are having access to the medical records. Well, they read their charts, which has its pluses and minuses, but now they also want to look at their imaging records. Well, the patients want immediate access to the images. They want access to physicians or other providers who read the images, and people are unwilling to have uh, medicine practice as it is now with a lot of lack of information. We've developed things at Hopkins. There's something Ralph Rubin developed for pancreatic cancer, where the patients have all the information about their providers, what to expect with surgery or chemotherapy, and the entire process on pancreatic cancer. We recognize the whole area of health is big on tablets and smartphones. More than half of smartphone owners have used their phone to get health information over the past 30 days. That is indeed very important. And don't think Apple doesn't recognize it because with the Apple Watch, they're talking about this. Uh, Apple targets the consumers to expect more from medicine. So we have really good uh, hardware. We have a really good software. And now the, qu the question is developing apps that people want to use and are willing to use. When you look at future directions, uh, we're going from the uh, iPad to the phone to new devices like watches or Fitbit systems. There are many things I think you can think where we're going, but you, you just can't guess. Uh, before I gave the talk in, in um, Vancouver, it was just a couple of days earlier that, that uh, Tim Cook did the Apple announcements, and then what did they have? Their new stuff at the App Store, their new measurement devices for their new iPad Pro, which was bigger, including medical art and illustrations. Uh, ways of communicating with the patient. And the whole idea of patient communication going beyond verbal reports and visual reports become the next great thing. We look at different devices. Uh, many different things are being developed and many different opportunities. The radiologist's and the patient's expectations continue to change. The patient's expectations impacts radiology. They want increased interaction with the radiologist they want increased use of Google to define what treatment options are open. They want increased use of second opinions. And, just, and then also patients just in general have a lack of trust in the system. I think there's no doubt that times are changing, to quote Bob Dylan. And to quote Don Henley, the more I know, the less I understand. And that's very true with a lot of this area. Uh, we're seeing rapid change. We're seeing new devices come along. We're seeing new software and applications. And we're seeing people struggling with how to use an iPad, for example, or any other mobile device. Should they use it? Should they wait? Is it something worthwhile to do? It is a challenge. Uh, the more I know, the less I understand all the things I thought I knew 
I'm learning again, is perhaps a good way to end this talk thinking about those lines from Don Henley and recognizing that everything will change. The only difference today is the speed of change is just incredible. And with that, thank you very much.